With the 10th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select Patrick Mahomes, the second. On the left side, 15 breaks three. He's at the 30. He's at the 40. He's at midfield. Niall Davis, the Houston native. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Kansas City. Wow. Welcome back, everybody. Great to have you with us. This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast, and I am your host, Nate Thompson. And I'm back alongside my co-host, Anthony Venna. It's good to be back on the air. Woo! I'm excited, baby. i just like to give a quick shout-out to the people that, that listened to our first podcast, and we're happy to bring this show to you, and hopefully we can yeah. grow it. Yeah, from our first show, we had over, I believe it was like over 120 listeners for... For two guys in a small apartment room, it's not too bad. we got a great show for you today. Today we're going to be starting out by talking about a little bit of college basketball as that has tipped off here this fall. And we're going to also talk about our Jayhawks as well. Then we're going to get a little bit into the NBA. We're going to give you our thoughts on that as well as predictions for the Western Conference and Eastern Conference as well as MVP, Rookie of the Year, and First Team All-NBA. And finally, to finish out the show, we're going to talk about the Chiefs' Week 11 victory over the Chargers, as well as the upcoming upcoming weeks that the Chiefs are going to face. Tony, um, question for you. So, what have you thought about the Jayhawks so far this season? I, I really like the Jayhawks this year. I mean, a lot of veteran leadership. You got Dope Sylvia, Mark Scarrett, alongside with Devon Dotson, who controls the court, and Ochai and Dave, who are, are really just starting to play their their best basketball of their lives right now. And adding a guy like Isaiah Moss, I mean, he can really shoot the ball. And this team is going to be very deadly. I really like the length, and they, they should be a great defensive team as well. And I'm very excited to watch the Jayhawks this year, as I believe they really do have a great chance to win the whole bag of marbles this year. Yeah, they do. I think they do as well. Um, I mean, anytime you bring in a team under Bill Self, you're going to have a chance to be successful no matter what. Um, but what you said about the defense, I, I really like – um, their their defensive ability so far this season, what they've been able to show. Um, you know, you watched the Jayhawks for the first time this season against Duke in Champions Classic on that Tuesday night. You're thinking this team is garbage. I mean, you're not. Your hopes are down. Um, but it, it's a long season, and in a game that is on November fifth, um, really doesn't matter that much come March. And so, you know, it was a good game to play, but. Just a kind of a tough one to start out with. Um, moving on to you know the last three games we've had in Allen. Um, I mean Monmouth was a blowout, and and on last Tuesday, um, you know could have been could have been better, um, but it, it showed that when you when we shoot the ball well like we did against Monmouth, we're going to beat a lot of teams, and when we don't shoot the ball well, and when you have Isaiah Moss having two and you know, Ochai scoring four. You're you're gonna struggle a little bit, and that and that's kind of what they did down the stretch. Really liked the team in the first half, but we kind of hit a roadblock um, moving forward in that game. Um, I, I think you hit it right on the point. I I don't think we can play with two bigs. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm fine with trying it out in the non-conference, and I I think they I think they can 
make it work, but I don't think it's going to win us a national championship. And I, you know, I think this team really depends on a guy like Ochai and Isaiah Moss to shoot the ball well. Devon Dotson's going to give you 20. Tennis says Doak's going to give you 20. But, I mean, it really comes down to how many threes can we make with, with Ochai and Isaiah Moss. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I like Isaiah's shot. Ochai's got to work a little harder on it. But, I mean, if yeah. they're shooting the ball, I don't think anyone can, I mean, can beat us in this country. Ochai's played half a season. I mean, last year he came in his first game against Texas. Um, he's got a lot of room to grow, and we can already tell he's going to be a great player. Um, as far as, like you said, Devon, he, he's going to get his, and, and he did the other night. Doak, um, he's going to get his as well. But it's like what those role players can do. What can Christian Brown bring you? Brown, not Braun. <laughs> um, it's weird. Um, what can, you know, Isaiah Moss, he's got to be able to shoot the ball. But what you said about the two bigs, um, you know, we, we saw it uh, last Friday, two Fridays ago, sorry, um, against Greensboro. Um, they're so much better with with four guards, and um, that's kind of the way the game is evolving and the game's changed. Um, it sucks because, you know, you want Doak and Sylvia or Doak and Dave on the floor at the same time because those probably are your best players on the floor. But it, it's, what, it's about what meshes best and – Obviously, the four-guard lineup did that. Yeah, I I think uh, Devon Dotson, Marcus Garrett, and Doak are your they're they're going to give you a great night mm-hmm. offensively and defensively. Every they combined night. for fifty-three points. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, I mean, Devon's going to get to the free throw line. Marcus Garrett drives the ball well. It all depends on Ochai and Isaiah Moss shooting the ball, and and Christian. Mm-hmm. I think if he I, shoots the ball well. I really like Silvio's energy, though, he brought the other night. I thought, um, you know, I think he had eight points. I know he had three blocks, and I, I want to say four rebounds. Um, brought a lot of energy off the bench and and was able to light up the crowd and, and, and put a little spark in his team to finish down the stretch. Um, I mean, this, this team's ceiling is so high, and, and what, what they're going to do this season is going to be really, really great, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, as they enter Maui this week, pretty easy road to the championship game. Um, I mean, they set it, they set it up so that KU can play Michigan State. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, it's it's going to be an exciting tournament. Um, I mean, Bill, Bill Self's done it again. Um, he doesn't schedule cupcakes. You know, we're not going to see us playing school of the blind and school of the deaf over here. Um, you know, we we've already played Duke. We're going to get Michigan State in Maui. We're going to have to go to Villanova go to the West Coast at Stanford, and then we're going to have to play a top 25-ranked Colorado team towards the end of the non-conference schedule. That's not easy. I mean, Bill doesn't schedule walk, you know, these walkovers. And um, and then also teams like Greensboro and ETSU, mm-hmm. I mean, those teams are picked to win their conference, and, yeah. and they, they're tournament contenders. And Yeah, I mean, there's nothing easy. Yeah. I mean, you go through the, the 12 games. I mean, yeah. you got UMKC and, like, Chaminade, those are cupcakes. Yes. But other than that, you're playing top mid-major programs. Yeah. Every right. year. Um, when you schedule these mid-majors that are picked to win their conference, these aren't lower, lower tier teams. I mean, these these are these are high up, and they're like I said, picked to win their conference. This is what Bill does. He's going to prepare his team because he knows it's a long season, and college basketball isn't like college football. You can lose. You can lose. I mean, we lost ten games last year. And, and, you know, if, if we don't lay an egg 
I mean, our team was not very good no. last year. But we were the four seed, and, and we kind of laid an egg against Auburn where they were just super hot. But, I mean, I don't see our team getting a four seed this year. I'm seeing us as a, as a one or two, and I don't see us any less. And, I mean, this is what Bill does. He's going to prepare you for that time in March. Absolutely. And he, he just builds an RPI. I mean, KU's got a top RPI every year. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it really prepares them for the Big 12 and – yeah. That's why we see their success. Yeah. I mean, it seems like every year the Big 12 is just a gauntlet. It, it's, it doesn't – it might not have, you know, a rank – somebody Duke, ranked two, Carolina, somebody ranked number four, somebody ranked number seven. But it's got these teams that they're just solid. And, and you know, you get a West Virginia team coming in here and pressing you the whole game. You get an Iowa State team coming in or, or having to go to Iowa State where they will hit threes all night on you. And, I mean – it's, it's not an easy conference. It's a gauntlet, and that's what we're going to have to go through. And they're all led by great coaches. Yeah. you got you got Kruger, uh, yeah. down at o- Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Huggy. And, I yep, mean, Huggy's a Hall of Famer. Jeez. I mean, it's um, just Steve Prohm is coming to his own, uh, replacing Hoiberg at Iowa State. Um, as much as I hate to say it, Shaka Smart at Texas. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's The only reason he got his job at Texas was – because of the win over KU, but I'll, I'll give him that respect. Um, so kind of looking towards all of college basketball, we've kind of seen an early an early picture. It's been weird. It has. It's been Kentucky weird. losing at home to Evansville was weird. Um, there's just been some weird games. Um, so why don't you go through, or I guess we'll go through at the same time, kind of our predictions to win the conference, and or win each conference. Um, Big 12, I'm assuming you have. I got KU. Yep, me too. Uh as well. Big Ten? Um, I got Michigan State. You know, I think it's going to be pretty tough with teams like Purdue and, and Maryland. Yep. But, you know, Tom Izzo is a great coach, so I, I think he's going to pull away at the end and get them playing well in the tournament like he always does. I have Michigan State as well. Um, and like you said, Maryland, Michigan's always going to be there. Purdue's going to be there. But a team that I really like in the Big Ten is Ohio State. Blowout win over Villanova. Yep. And, um, I mean, they – they might open some eyes, and they, you know, they'll give a little push to Michigan State. Uh, SEC, who you got? Um, Kentucky, but I, I think it's going to be close. I mean, they blew one against Evansville. They didn't look good in their next game. I think, I think LSU, Florida, and Auburn can really compete yeah. for that conference. And Kentucky's young, like always. And mm-hmm. I, man, it's a tough one. I got Kentucky, but I don't know. I do as well. <laughs> I, I, I have Kentucky as well, but um, like you, like you said, Florida. Um, Florida's a, Florida's a top 10 team. They're going to be in that top 15 range all season long. Um, when Kentucky has to go down to Gainesville, that's going to be a fun one. Yep. And I'm really looking forward to that. Um, they just have, they have good players, two good young players and Ashton Hagens and Tyrese Maxey. Um, there's some solid young guys that that's going to lead their team. And obviously Cal Perry at the home, um, pack 12. I got Oregon. I, I liked how they finished, um, last year in the tournament. And they return return a lot of the same guys. That's a tough conference to pick over there. Mm-hmm. I mean, West Coast basketball it can be ugly sometimes. So yeah, but it, I like Oregon. You don't get to watch a lot of the Pac-12 because their games start at yeah, ten o'clock. Ten o'clock at night. Um, Bill and, Walton, and you're usually stuck with listening to Bill Walton, which I'm looking forward to this season. I he cracks me up. Um, I I'm taking Arizona in this. Um, that's Bill Walton's team, in Arizona. Um, they had, they brought in two five stars and Nico Manning and Josh Green. Um, they have the number six recruiting class in the nation for this season. 
And I, I like their young talent. I don't like their coach. Never really have. Um, but I'm going to go with them. But, I mean, you got teams like Oregon who are going to contend for that. Um, then probably the most fun conference that we're going to see and definitely most competitive, the ACC. Um, who are you going with there? I got North Carolina. Uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a race. I think North Carolina wins in a close race alongside Virginia and Louisville. And I'll take a bold take on Duke. I think Duke is gonna drop out of the top twenty five at some point this year. They are young, and until they prove themselves, I don't believe in them. They got Coach K, but you know they they should have blew out KU on that first night. I mean, twenty eight turnovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when when you on. give up, I mean, you know. You, Kind of, go, kind of going back to that KU, you know, KU can look at it as we had 28 turnovers and lost by two in the final minute. That's a thumbs up. But if you're Duke and looking at that, you're like, we took the ball away from 28 times and we won by two. Two points. I yeah. mean, you got to be a little, I mean, skeptical about that and, and, and a little head turn. I mean, KU could have shot 28 half-court shots. Yeah. Instead of turning the ball. Yeah. And I would have I would have taken that. And Duke beat us by two yeah. points. I, I I don't like Duke this year. You know, I, I think they're you're you're lucky we're doing this from the Midwest because you probably have a lot of people plotting you right now. Um, <laughs> but if we were in the East Coast you'd have a lot of haters. Um, I'm gonna I'm also taking UNC. I like Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony, Anthony. he's the um, next stud. He's good. He's gonna be a top five draft pick. Um, Duke's gonna be good. Virginia, always good. With, and then Louisville. They're all in the top ten right now. Yep. Duke, UNC, Virginia, Louisville, all in the top ten. That's going to be a fun conference, and there's going to be a lot of college game day games um, surrounding that conference this season. Um, and finally, kind of to, to tap off the college basketball section, we, we made our final four predictions, which is, is probably the hardest thing to predict. It's It's kind of... It's kind of just for fun because, I mean, Loyola Chicago was in it two years ago. I mean, you just can't predict. And, and it's been proven. You know, you can't predict March Madness. So who you got? I got KU. I like them. Michigan State. All I I really like Michigan State. They're they're going to play well in the tournament. Izzo is – he's a great coach. And then I got UNC. Cole, I really like Cole Anthony. And then I got Louisville. Hmm. I, I also have UNC. I have Michigan State. I, I like their veteran – their veteran lineup, I mean, led by Cassius Winston, possibly player of the year. Um, I'm going to also go with Kentucky. Calipari, he's going to get his young guys in shape and ready to go. And then I'm also going to go with KU as well. Um, kind of moving on towards the NBA and kind of looking at that. We're in full swing of the season. I will be in Oklahoma City on Friday night to watch the King play. At Chesapeake Arena, I'm excited for that. But let's talk a little bit about the NBA. What are your thoughts so far of the season? I mean, it's really interesting. I I love the Clippers. They're just, you know, they're sitting Kawhi. I don't know. Lakers are 12 and two. Ugh. I mean, this this season is going to be nuts. Everyone is balanced. Everyone's got stars. I wish Kevin Durant was playing. I wish Curry was playing. Clay Thompson, but I mean, without those guys, it's still loaded. I, you got the Rockets. They got James Harden and Russell Westbrook. And I don't even think they're going to be in the conference yeah. championship. Um, it's unreal. <laughs> like you said, it's balanced. And and from the NBA offseason this summer, 
this is the most anticipated season in the NBA since 2010. I mean, when LeBron went to Miami, you knew Miami was the super, they were the super team. And then <clears throat> that team turned into, you know, you had the Spurs, you had the Heat, and then, you know, then the Warriors came about. And then it was always Warriors-Cavs for four years in a row. Yeah, it was stupid. And then last year, ending ending kind of the Warriors' dynasty. Or their dynasty. Um, this is the most balanced the NBA has been since 2010. Um, I've watched a lot of games so far. I mean, uh, I'm going to say this. I am biased, but I'm going to say it. What LeBron has been doing in year 17. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Four triple he's, doubles. I mean, he's averaging 24, 8, and 11 right now. The dude's a beast. Yeah. And it's year 17, and he's 34 years old. And and he's doing he's doing this on a nightly basis. And he has it sit out. And I'm going to tell you something about Kawhi sitting out. You can't be the best player in the league and not play. No, no. You can't. No. I think LeBron has definitely proved himself to be the most dominant player. And it, it helps to have a guy like Anthony Davis. Like, it will. He, he hasn't really – I don't know. He just couldn't get over that edge without a guy. And everyone needs a guy. Michael Jordan had guys. I mean, you can't no. run a basketball team by yourself. Mm-hmm. And for him to just be doing this at 34, right? He's 34 years 34 old. 34 years old. I mean, it's, it's on 35 35 December 30th. He's dunking. He's flying out of the gym right now. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> and like you said, you know, so many teams wishing KD was healthy. The Warriors are a wreck right now. But you look at their team. You know they're they're playing rookies and, and nobodies. Um, the Rockets, man, um, they're definitely going to contend in the West. So give me your. <clears throat> let's kind of go through our predictions here, kind of over the NBA. Who do you have for MVP? Um, I I got Giannis. I I think he's going to play the whole year. I think he plays just like LeBron. He's just younger, so I think I think he's just going to put a little. I don't know. It's going to be really close. The way LeBron's playing right now, I, it's hard to not pick him, but I got Giannis. It, it is a long season, and, and we're going to see guys. I mean, Harden's at, Harden averages 49 points a game. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, I mean, right now what Harden's shooting doing like offensively is, is unbelievable. Like you said, Giannis, super dominant. Um, but my MVP, I'm going with number 23 in the purple and gold. All right, this is a new year. He, he, he's posted it on his Instagram, Twitter, revenge season. I mean, he's coming for it. He's coming back. He's not taking off games. He he wants it, and he I think he wants it more than he's ever wanted it before because he's heard the talk. I mean, he set out all last year, missed the playoffs for the first time in nine seasons. He's heard it. He's done hearing it. He's done hearing the criticism. He wants it, and he's coming for it this season. It's revenge season. LeBron for MVP, he's going to continue to stay consistent and be as dominant as he is. You know, I I agree. I mean, he's he's been dominating. He can't – and he's been doing it for 17 years. You know how hard that is to be that dominant for that. I mean, it's, it's going to be two decades. He's yeah. going to be dominant for the next four years yeah. if he just stays healthy. And he's had, That's what, two injuries he's in his career? One major injury in yeah. his last season. Um, who's your rookie of the year? I got John Morant. I really like John Morant. <laughs> the, the way he, he runs the court, he can shoot. 
He can pass. I mean, his passing ability is unbelievable. And I don't know. I really yeah, like him. I, I do too. <laughs> I was, you know, I mean, we're still waiting on Zion to play a game. And I don't think this is the last time we'll see Zion with an injury. Um, he's just so big. And, and, and his body is just, I don't know how durable he is. I mean, he got mm-hmm. hurt in college. You know, he's hurt now. I haven't even seen him play. I'm going with Jaw for my MVP as well. Or my rookie of the year, sorry. Um, I think, I mean, he had a, he's had a game winner already. Um, he looks like he's coming into his own, and, and he looks comfortable. He doesn't look like a rookie. He, he looks for real, and I'm excited to see his future in Memphis. Uh, I mean, this guy's young, and he's already averaging 18 right now. Um, I, I like the kid. Um, <clears throat> we're going to give you our first team All-NBA now. I'll let you go first, and then I will go. Okay, so I got my two guards. I got James Harden, which I, I think is a lock. He's really yeah. shit's ball. Luca, oh, I don't even know what his last name is. <laughs> He's, I was watching him last night. Yeah. He had 23 points in the first quarter. 26? Yeah, yeah. It, something nuts. I think he had 30 <laughs> in the first half, or 33. Yeah, so, Monster. and then... You know, I'm taking out Kawhi Leonard, and I'm going with LeBron James. I, Kawhi's going to sit 20, 20 games this year, so I don't I don't think he can really get on that first-team ballot. And then I got Giannis as my other forward, and then Anthony Davis at center. I think he's going to have a great year with LeBron. Yeah. We're pretty similar. Um, <clears throat> at, at, at my guard, I'm going to go with Dane Lillard. Um, they're struggling right now, Portland is. Yeah, but, um, it's weird. With the addition of Melo, I don't know how big of an impact it's going to be. But, um, you know, it's a long season, and I think Dane's going to come into his own and be what he is. Um, James Harden, obviously. I got LeBron. I'm going to take Giannis at the other forward and AD at the center. Um, Pretty clear cut right there. Um, So, Western and Eastern Conference seeding, and then we're going to give you our Western Conference Finals and Eastern Conference Finals and our champion. Um, You want to go first with the the West? Yeah. um, I got the Lakers at one. I think they're going to play great basketball all year. Nuggets at two, Clippers at three. They're going to lose some games. They could they could fall below the three seed just by sitting Kawhi. And then I got the Rockets at four. They're going to I you know they might switch spots. This could all change, but they're going to win a lot of games. Dallas and then the Utah Jazz, the Trailblazers. They're going to start playing good basketball again. And then mm-hmm. I got the Timberwolves, Minnesota Timberwolves, sneaking in there at. The yeah, I mean it's it's loaded, man. Yeah, it um, really is. Uh, it's, it's hard. <clears throat> it is. It's it's a hard. It's a tough one. Tough thing to predict, really. Um, I'm going with Houston as my one seed, actually. Um, I think I don't think the Lakers are going to necessarily slow down, um, but you know they they are hot right now, um, and I've said it again. It's a long year, and I, I think Houston's going to take the one. Um, I am going to go with the Lakers at the two, Clippers at the three, Denver at four, um, Utah at five. I, I like the Utah team. Love Don Mitchell. Love Mike Conley together. Portland at six, Dallas at seven, and Minnesota as well at eight. Um, Wiggins is having his best year of his career. He's averaging 25 points right now, and he, he's dumb. He's only 24 years yeah, old. That's I mean, that's part. the problem. He came to the league at – at 18, mm-hmm. so he's he's just entering his prime. So we'll see what he does over the next five years. I think yeah. he's going to be pretty dominant. 
So let's move on to the Eastern Conference. Um, what do you got? Um, it, it can get it, it, it's interesting at the top. You know, even though the East isn't as loaded, it's still super fun, and, and it's hard to predict too. There's four teams mm-hmm. that yeah. are really good. Um, I got the Bucks at one. 76ers at two, Celtics at three. They could jump up though. Um, Raptors at four. They're still playing good basketball without Kawhi. And I got the Nets. I think Kyrie can carry them to a five or six yeah. seed. Yeah. And then the Pacers, the Hawks, and then I got my Hornets with <laughs> Devonte Graham, baby. I. That's a bold take right there, but I think Devonte could have a really good year. I think he could continue the yeah. success. The way he shoots the basketball. He has come out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. And I, just, I mean, Terry, they gave Terry Rozier $50 million to be their starting point guard. And right now, Devontae's taking over. Um, my Eastern Conference playoffs, I'm going to take Boston at number one. They're sitting right now with the second best record in the NBA, playing really, really well, and they're coached really well. Brad Stevens, a great basketball mind. Number two, I'm going to take the Bucks. Three, Philly. For Miami, I like Miami. I like Eric Spolstra. I like Jimmy Butler there. Um, I, I like him. Five, I'm going to take Indiana. Six, like you said, Kyrie's going to get the Nets into the playoffs. Yep. I mean, they're in the Eastern Conference. They're going to find a way in the playoffs. Seven, I'm going to take the defending champs, the Raptors. And then eight, I'm taking the Hawks. Um, Trey Young, man, he he's coming into his own. And, and I was watching the Hawks-Lakers game. Um Sunday night, and and Trey almost looks like he's by himself. Um, he looks good. I mean, he he's dominant and he's doing everything kind of on his own right now. Um, they'll get John Collins back. Um, right now, he's suspended for the PED violation, but he'll be back and they'll be better. Your Western Conference Finals. Who you got? Uh, Clippers and the Lakers, and <laughs> I got the Clippers coming out of it. I think. Kawhi and Paul George are really going to be playing great basketball. And I think Kawhi is going to be playing every playoff game. I don't know. It's such a toss-up. But I I, I got the Clippers. It's it's tough. Any of these teams could come out of here, though. Yeah, they could. It's, it's very loaded. For my Western Conference Finals, um, I also have the Lakers and Clippers. And I'm going to take the Clippers. No, you're not. Really? You're right. I ain't taking the Clippers. <laughs> I'm taking the Lakers. I knew it. Of course I'm taking the Lakers. Listen, when they share the Staples Center, they the Lakers have a home court advantage for seven games in the playoff in, in that Eastern in that Western Conference Finals. They got home court advantage every game because what is that town? It's a Laker yeah, town. It's, it's Laker not a Clipper town. Yeah. It's not. I mean, I agree. Paul George and Kawhi got booed on opening night <laughs> when it was technically a Clipper home game. I mean. <laughs> That's right. Eastern Conference Finals. Um, Bucks and 76ers. I God, the Celtics can get in there too. But and you're right. I got the 76ers getting to the finals finally. I think Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are gonna get over that edge. And God, they've been right there every single year. And I they're both in their primes. I yeah, I like the 76ers. But it could go. It could go to the Bucks. I think there's really, the you know, in the East. I think you know, Milwaukee, Boston, and Philly are the three teams that are going to come out of that conference. Um, I'm going to take. I'm going to have the Bucks versus Celtics, and I, I just 
I agree with your Philly takes. I'm, um, I'm biased. I like Joel Embiid. <laughs> I'm going to go with, with more of a veteran Boston team. Um, and then, But I'm, I'm actually going to take the Bucks to, to win that Eastern Conference Finals. I think Giannis and his team can get over that hump that they've been in. And I think he can take them to a finals, and we'll see a Lakers-Bucks finals, in my opinion. And I think the Bucks can, can win it all. I think they're good enough. Yeah. It, I mean, it all depends on who's playing well. Yeah. Like, I mean, Kawhi, I mean was playing, Kawhi was playing great at the Raptors at the end of the year, and that's yeah. why they won the title. Yeah. So, I mean, it, we'll see what happens. There's a long, um, long season ahead of us. So who is your NBA champion? Uh, I think it's going to come out of the West. I got the Clippers. I like Kawhi Leonard. That's okay. I really like Kawhi Leonard. That's I know okay. he's sitting a lot of games, but I think he's going to be playing really good basketball with Paul George and yeah, I mean, Beverly and Lou Williams and, and Zubak. Yeah. They, they just they're, something, they, something, they flow. Yeah, they, something they we can agree on here. We can agree that this Lakers-Clippers conference finals, it's going to be one for the history. Oh, yeah. I, mean, it, I think it's going to be a good game seven. Oh, yeah. I have, I have, I have it in seven. I'm going to take the Lakers to win the NBA. They're gonna win it all. Um, I can see it. We'll you see. know, I, I still think the Lakers need to add something more. They need to add another guard. I'd like to see them add another shooter. Um, they're they can really do something special, but I still think they need a couple of pieces that I think that know, I think add. they might add a couple of pieces at the deadline. Yeah, I do too. Um, Get rid of some of those. I mean, Danny Green's their shooter right now. Troy Daniels has been. He's been a good shooter for him too. Um, Avery Bradley's been good, but he is currently out with an injury, um, and I like him. But this team really doesn't have a true point guard. LeBron is running the point guard for him since Avery Bradley's out, and Avery Bradley's not even a point guard. He's a shooting guard. And I mean, the the man, the myth, the legend, Alex Caruso is their only point guard on the roster right now. <laughs> um, and so I think they still need to add. They 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 need to look to add. The point guard. Um, the three bigs the Lakers have is uh, is also very dominant, and they're very deep there. Um, so that's going to do it for our NBA. So kind of to finish up here, the Chiefs got away with one. <laughs> Week 11 um, on, on Monday night in Mexico City. Exciting stuff. They got away with one. We were pretty happy. We were, I mean, it was a weird game. What, what are your thoughts? Woo! I didn't really care how we won that game. We just had we, to win that game. We needed to win. You 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 couldn't be tied with Oakland. And and it was a weird game. The defense won us that ball game. Four picks. Yeah. Frank Clark finally played great. Tyron Matthew played great. Our our guys played great. And the offense struggled in the fourth quarter. And Tyreek. He went out early, and I think that yeah. really, really hurts us. I, I, I think, think he is the key piece to this offense. Besides going Patrick out hard a lot, I mean that 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 takes away a weapon, and that lets the defense focus on, you know, really nail down on Kelsey and really focus on Sammy. Um, you were telling me the other day, the Chiefs didn't hit a wide receiver in the fourth quarter. No, the last ten minutes of the game, every play was a running back run, a quarterback run. Or just a little a check down to a running back. Yeah. We didn't throw to Kelsey or a wide receiver in the last ten minutes, which that's got to change. Mm-hmm. Especially when we when we get into the playoffs, you got to go to your weapons. I mean, we are so deadly, and if we just push the pedal, just finish yeah. teams. I, I mean, mean, we are we are Super Bowl like yeah. 
they're right there. Super Bowl's calling us. They're Different. right there. It's just like you know, you're. They're just not. They're not certain. They're not really taking it. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's been tough because injuries, injuries, injuries. And speaking as a, uh, an, an O lineman, uh, a past O lineman for St. Thomas Aquinas Saints, sit all week center. Anyways, it is, it is tough for. For O linemen to adjust to new O linemen, I remember our left guard was rotating, and it was one guy does something well and one guy doesn't, and it's it's tough as an O lineman to to adjust to other guys. And well, I mean, it's you're you guys, you know, you have that sort of like bond, yeah, to where you know you know what your guy's gonna do to the left of you, you know what Absolutely. he's gonna do to the right of you, and, and and they know what you're gonna do, and when you bring in that new body, you know things don't mesh as well. And the chemistry isn't isn't there because you know you're not lining up with them in the middle of the week of practice. No, and Eric Fisher played his first game since week two. They got the bye week though, so we should be able to get some guys healthy and get that the, those five that we started out with training camp. And ah, it's just it's just been tough. Everyone yeah. just keeps going down. But if we have a healthy next five weeks, yeah, I like our chances. It, it, the Tyreek deal, um, he's going to be okay, but I mean, what a week for a bye week. Oh. Uh, I've been praying for this bye week yeah, for the last six weeks. We have needed this bye week um, for a long time. Oh. So kind of looking towards, looking past the bye week, um, this team's going to play its biggest game of the year, which is weird to say, against the Oakland Raiders December 1st. Mm-hmm. Oakland's right there behind us. This is a huge game at Arrowhead. Yeah, and Andy Reid, I think I saw on Twitter, 17-3. and three. After bye weeks, and seven and one against divisional opponents after bye weeks, and I think the Chiefs are going to come out firing. I think it might be seventeen zero in the second quarter, Ooh. and then it's going to be typical. Got to hold on. Derek Carr is going to throw for a lot of yards, and and, and, I, and I like their running back. Oh. I mean, there, there's nobody else that hates Oakland more than the Chiefs. More than Arrowhead Stadium. Oh, it's going to be loud. It's going to be loud. It's going to be intense and probably a little cold. And they did move that game to 325 Mm -hmm. prime time. But I I do like the Chiefs. I like Andy Reid after the bye. I think they're going to take that game and solidify their lead in the division. And go to New England kind of off a bye week, you know, two weeks before. Um, And that New England game. I like it. I I do too. That New England game is going to be a good one. Um, But, I mean, right now – just taking it one game at a time and, and one step at a time. Um, you got anything else? No, I mean, I, I like the schedule. We got Denver and the Chargers at home. We go to the Bears. Bears aren't playing that great this year. And New England. I think New England's pretty much our, our tough game yeah. after this Oakland game. I think after the bye week – yeah, come on, Chiefs! Come on, we need this time. win next week. Um, it, it is a huge game. It really is, and I mean, they're gonna have to buckle down. You know, there's not too many games left. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna play Oakland Week 13, and then you know you got New England, like you said, um, and then you know you play Denver, Chicago, and, and then the Chargers again, and that's it. Uh, and that that's the season. So I I like where we're at. I, I saw another tweet a couple days ago, and it talked about the Chiefs have had injuries. 
your quarterback's been out a couple games. Tyreek Hill's been out five games this year. The O-line's been mixed up. And we're seven and four. Yeah. And people are whining and, and trying mm-hmm. to fire a coach. And I, I totally disagree with that. This team has been pieced together basically all year long. So I I'm happy about being seven and four. Seven and four in the NFL. The MVP. He missed basically three games. Yeah. And and, and Tyree Hill missed five and uh-huh. our left tackle's been out for Tyreek ten and Pat, games. Tyreek and Pat have barely even played together this year. No. Uh-huh. And you know, I, I like where we're going. I seven and four is really, really good. For their schedule. I mean, it's been a really tough schedule too, so mm-hmm. Well, I think that is going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much again for tuning in, and we hope you continue to check out the Fifth Quarter Podcast. Be sure to give us a quick follow on Twitter, at Fifth Quarter Pod. I'd always like to thank my co-host, Anthony Vinna, for the great work he does, and also the man behind the scenes, Thomas Finn, our producer, the great work that he does as well. Again, thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time.